Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Marvin's World Podcast. This is a podcast where we explore diverse beliefs, passions, and interests, and meet some absolutely intriguing and fascinating people. They are basically, if you go to a fish and chop, chip shop, they are fish and chips, but with a tartar sauce and lemon. They are amazing. And in this particular episode, we cover Tantra. Now, as a man who's watched the American Pie films, I thought it was just something to involve sex. Uh, it's a lot more than that. I'm not an expert in this, but it was intriguing to look into it. And I think there are many aspects, though, which even though you may not be into meditation or this or Tantra, that you could possibly take in, into your life and improve it. Uh, it's uh, one of the most beautiful elements which exists in the universe. Uh, you know, uh, generally our perception is that uh, uh, there is something which is limited only for the uh, for very specific people. But you know, when it comes to uh, science, and this is considered as a science. Uh, it's uh, beyond the uh, human understanding, to be really honest. It takes you, it's a tool which takes you the, uh, the finite towards the infinite. So for me, it's a, it's a very beautiful topic. It's, uh, I come from a very nice lineage uh, of people, of uh, family traditions, and uh, even uh, culture, culture speaking wise, it's very amazing. And uh, it's good that you're doing this. Because I do believe that a lot of misinformation and misinterpretation and uh, in fact even cultural appropriation exists in this particular aspect, you know, which is today's very big topic across the globe. What, what, to, what to pick from a culture in what manner to pick from a culture and how to uh, proceed with it without hurting the sentiments of the natives or without diluting the knowledge or something like that. Mm. Because, uh, yeah. to be honest, when I looked up Tantra, all I know, I don't know anything about it, all I know is I've seen American Pie 2, and that's it. And he says he used it to <laughs> meditate over uh, some fun things he did. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm sure if you look over it, you know, See, I was, uh, I was living in India for the longest period of time. I'm born in India, so obviously I lived, uh, I lived in India for a very long time. I've just recently, as recent as three years ago, moved to Greece, which is a very beautiful country with very amazing people and a very rich uh, culture as well. Uh, but uh, once I stepped out of India, I realized what's going on really in the world. You know, and it just kind of blew my mind away. I was like, what? What's happening? Uh, no, no, you can't be doing this. Uh, do you, does this really exist? Like I was having a very, uh, I have a friend, uh, she loves yoga and she was telling me that she used to have a teacher of Tantra. And the only thing that they spoke about in the whole class of Tantra was how to make your sex life better. And I was like, no way. Yeah, 
so so you know it's 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 uh, it's amazing it's like chinese whispers you know uh, one person says that uh, apple is very good for your health just to give you a hypothetical example the next person says apple is very good the other person says apple is red and eventually by the time it passes on to the 10th or the 15th person the whole meaning has completely changed they are talking about a watermelon so i think that uh, exists uh, a lot in the spiritual realm and these sciences as well it's it's very beautiful uh, i mean uh, i look at it in a very interesting way i don't uh, personally uh personally i find it very amusing at some level i do try to uh, pass on the right knowledge at whatever medium i can find and this was one of the reasons why i kind of agreed to do this because this is also a medium to pass the right information what you are doing you know um and i do believe that uh, uh it's it's uh, it is our duty to pass the right information uh, otherwise we are robbing people we are cheating people out of what they can actually get uh, i mean if i promise you a house and i and i just give you uh, i give you a, just a garden and i say well you can camp here that's not appropriate you were looking for a house you know uh, so something like that just take this so what is what is the main essence of tantra like just in a nutshell what is the med, what is the aim of tantra okay let let me begin first of all how what how did this knowledge uh, get created okay because when you know the history and the roots of a particular thing that automatically answers most of your questions once you know the history and the roots of any particular tree of any any science or any culture or anything like that uh so tantra uh, if we go into history uh, many people were very stuck in their uh, human nature human consciousness you know which is very limited uh and there were the ancient rishis whom i find as the scientist of that era it might sound a little bit funny but i really do believe that they were the scientist of that era the great rishis of india who uh of ancient india who during their meditations unfolded crazy beautiful magical mystical elements which already existed amongst uh, within us but we were unable to discover it so it was actually a tool uh, which essentially uh pushed your consciousness in a very staggering manner like if yoga was like a turtle like walking slowly on its own pace tantra was like a bullet train zoom you know it took you to the destination very very quickly so uh, the whole point was that people had gone so away from their own true reality uh, that they were unable to connect with themselves and when i say connect with themselves i mean 
they were unable to identify with nature with their own soul with the universe and everything and they were very stuck in their minds and it became a very very big challenge to them so uh, during this uh, they found out some which anyone could use you know there is a very beautiful book i have in my book rack i would actually if you don't mind i would like to read only four or five lines from it and this will give you the essence of tantra can we do that yeah that's fantastic what's the name of the book vigyan bhairav tantra the master of all tantra okay Oops, sounds good Bravo. so here is this book okay this is called 112 meditations vigyan bhairav tantra the copy i have is by ranjit chaudhary uh, and it is published by uh, this publication house uh, fingerprint belief i have read lots of books see i generally when i read a book i read various authors various commentaries and then i end up figuring out that which kind of suits uh me and is closest to the original transcriptions so this one i found the closest uh, to reality without any dilution in it okay so uh this the original author of this book is abhinav gupta abhinav gupta is a magical kashmir shaivism master whatever you read about yoga tantra it originates from kashmir shaivism outrightly okay. kashmir is a part of northern india and it's it's a phenomenal place how this place was the epicenter of education knowledge wisdom and ideas were being explored left right and center i mean i've never heard the kind of philosophical discussions which have taken place in kashmir than any other place on earth any other part of india also i would i would even go to the extent of that so this is the crown jewel of tantra this is if all the books of tantra are amazing they are a royal kingdom this is the crown this is the crown of that kingdom so a very beautiful thing it is it says that uh in search of enlightenment and happiness and the higher aspects of human existence there are two main doctrines which take us towards that yoga sutras of patanjali where maharishi patanjali teaches yoga and the text of vigyan bhairav tantra where god teaches tantra uh, yoga this is the main difference between the yoga sutras and the vigyan bhairav tantra vigyan bhairav tantra is a conversation between a god and a goddess bhagwan shiv ji whom the western world calls shiva and uh, mata adi shakti or mata parvati so 
where Bhagwan Shiv, he takes the form of a guru and Mata Shakti, for the benefit of mankind, takes the form of a sadhak or a shishya or a student. The Vigyan Bhairav Tantra contains 112 meditation techniques for self-realization. These are meditation techniques given by God. They are meant for every single person. These are 112 techniques to cover all types of people throughout all types, all times, the past, the present, as well as the future. Some of these techniques are for the people who lived in the past and some are for those who are yet to be born. These 112, 112 meditation cover all kinds of people, keeping in mind all their different kinds of nature, character and temperament. A person, a human, will find at least one technique which will be ideally suited to him. And that technique will take him on a quick journey to self-realization and union with God. That's the beauty of it. And the techniques are so simple. I mean, it's beautiful. You know, it's, it's beautiful that even a person with no common sense can follow the technique and he'll be in harmony with the universe and have a union with God. That's the beauty of it. If there is an intellectual person who does not like to engage in non-philosophical things, there's a technique for that person. There's something for everyone. Uh, uh, it's, so it's a, basically, it's like a textbook for anyone that wants to get into Tantra. It's like a, it is like a manual of what kind of meditation to do under what circumstances and it speaks about what and how to do it for how much duration to do it etc 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 one thing i would like to discuss is that i do find that sort of yoga and maybe perhaps visualization and meditation, they sort of overlap. And how does, how does sort of Tantra sort of compare with other forms of meditation and sort of... See, other forms of meditation, we could actually, at some level, we could say that this book is the source of all the meditation. Like, let's say that you have a, you have a river flowing. The river has to have a source, right? A glacier or something. Uh, I don't know how the rivers are here, but generally in India, all the rivers, they originate from a glacier. So if all the meditations are uh, a river, then this particular element or stream or path is the main glacier. So whatever meditation technique today you find in the world, if we actually compare that, we'll easily be able to find that what is the source version of that meditation? So meditation plays a very important role. You know, transcendence happens in the mind. Uh, you can change everything just by a change of your outlook. In the same situation, three different people react very differently. Why? It's not that their body is different. It's because their mind is different. That's it's an interesting thing you're putting out here because there's you know there's people like Tony Robbins and then there's like NLP and all these other sort of mind things and they they aim to change but one criticism that I've found with a lot of like people like Tony Robbins is that 
they give you the initial push, but they don't ever aim to find out the real problem that you have. And it will change changes from your belief and values. So how, how will the meditation in regards to Tantra create everlasting change where it changes what you have inside here to make the changes out there? Sure, perfect. That's a very, very good answer, uh, very good question. Uh, see, generally, on, a, on an elemental speaking, we believe that there are five body layers, okay? The physical body layer, then the energetical body layer, then the conscious body layer, then the subconscious body layer, and then the final energetical field of the soul, okay? These are in Sanskrit called the five koshas. Okay. So we slowly, slowly penetrate each layer one by one, one by one, one by one. It's like an onion. Let's say that you are an onion, okay? To go to the heart of the onion, first you have to take the outer layers off. And this is why generally in ancient India, even today in, in, in a more traditional setting, because now we have two Indias within India. You know, one is the modern India, city-based capitalism run and one is the rural India or the very religious and spiritual India where everything is seen from a very uh, spiritual point of view uh, in every element. So to go into the source of things, the meditation techniques, first of all, it brings awareness with uh, your current environment. What is your current environment? That is, let's say, the physical, which is the most easily to identify, right? Then it brings you on a slow, subtle, the, uh, the pranamaya kosh, okay? Which is, all right, what is this environment having an effect on me as an individual? In, my, in the kind of food that I eat, in the kind of air that I breathe, etc., etc. Then on the next level, it takes you into an awareness about your thoughts. That how does this interaction of my body and my, uh, uh, and my living system with the environment that I live in have an impact on my mind? Once we've understood these three uh, systems, then we can start finally penetrating the subconscious mind. Everything exists in the subconscious mind. Absolutely every single thing. You can find the answer to every single thing. See, there are sometimes we do some things which are, let's say, uh, what people call intuition. I had an intuition that I did that. This intuition is actually your previous karma stored in the subconscious, which when put into a certain condition, says, no, I must do this because maybe in the past I've had a good result with it. You don't remember what you did in the past, but that, intu but that karma still exists, a reaction to an element. Once you penetrated that subconsciousness, you understand yourself fully. And then you finally go to the last level, which is, Merging the soul with the universal soul, Paramatma, the Atma with the Paramatma. <laughs> so it goes very layer by layer. And this is what I wanted to say to you uh, that 
generally a student studied under a teacher or a guru for 12 years and after 12 years the student was left on his own but 12 years were spent under the guru so anything could be so that the answers that you were unable to find the guru would be there to guide you yeah it's a bit like the matrix isn't it he can only show you the door you're the one that's got to walk through it sorry say that again please it's like the matrix he can only show you the door you're the one that has to walk through it my friend it is the matrix you matrix if you actually you might not understand uh, if you show matrix to an indian he will say this is our concept and philosophy which we have been following for many lifetimes just to give you an example what does matrix say what does matrix say matrix says that this was the fourth creation and fourth previous three creations have happened and he gives a version of neo in the previous previous etc etc right i can show you books which talk about this being the fourth creation spiritual <laughs> books spiritual books written 5 6000 years ago <laughs> oh <laughs> that's <laughs> that's interesting that <laughs> according to us is just the sci-fi version of our poetic poems <laughs> this is why an indian will say ah this i already know what are you teaching me by showing me this movie So what? So if someone's like if someone's a psychiatrist and they get someone to talk to, have you seen have you seen the Sopranos? The the Sopranos. Yeah, it's one of my favorite. I love uh, I loved it. Well, you know, he he has a psychiatrist to sort of sort out the problems, but did she really make any changes to him? She just sort of listened to him, and she didn't really help him as a person, did she? i think at some level it would be a little bit unfair because some people they just they just need to be heard out you know okay now we are going into a little bit of a tony soprano kind of a thing but uh, some people they just need to vent out you know yeah. otherwise they are going to blow out and people need guidance right whether they follow the guidance or not follow the guidance that's a different story altogether my friend this is why actually if you see in india we never had the concept of psychologist you went to a guru to solve the problems hmm. and the guru gave you spiritual answers to your problems you know what what's the difference between the rest of the world and india the rest of the world was always trying to find answers to their body and mental problems i'm not saying that is bad that's a very good thing this is why the civilization has come so far but in india the focus always remained on spirituality always even when we had uh, the islamic invasion and people were brutally killed the focus was on spirituality even when the britishers 
they colonized india even then the focus was on spirituality that's a that's a very beautiful thing and this is why we were always connected to our roots to our true nature and this is one of the reasons that uh it is the only ancient culture alive even today i mean you talk about any other ancient culture it does not exist the hellenics are gone greeks uh, converted to orthodox christianity the ancient egyptians are gone the mayans are gone we could call china relatively an ancient civilization but china is a post bronze age civilization whereas india is still a pre bronze age civilization so pre bronze age india is the only ancient civilization and the whole concept lies in your connection with the soul mental answers are not the problem what and what about okay yes what would so you're saying that yeah okay you or would, mental answers are not the problem would, say that again please you you see so you, you're saying mental answers aren't the problem what what oh uh, you know uh okay generally if you actually see the chaotic sense of the world the chaotic sense of the world is never going to go away and there's a very simple reason for that your body is hungry you feed it food and it becomes happy your mind is hungry you feed it wisdom and it becomes happy but no one feeds the soul and this is why there is unhappiness and lots of ego around everywhere uh. if every, if everyone started feeding the soul all these problems of the world would go away believe me if we took the whole world and we made it mandatory for everyone to practice yoga and tantra in its essence i'm not saying modern uh, western interpretation i'm saying in its essence in its pure essence if we taught yoga and tantra to the whole world for the next 10 years everyone i'll i can bet you every single problem of this world will go away every single problem what do you think um what do you think causes people to have so, yeah what i mean why do you think egos it is it is a prevalent thing especially in the west why do you think egos such a big thing with people not just not just in the west see i i think i think that uh, this is a very firm uh, understanding that i have that uh, that character is not based on a western person or an eastern person you know a character is a character a temperament is a temperament there are angry people in india also there are angry people in greece also there are angry people in britain also in the same way there are very loving and kind people in india also there are very loving and kind people in greece also and there are very loving and kind people in britain also yeah uh, ego is in the sense of yoga uh 
it is seen a little bit differently in a more expanded manner than the conventional understanding of ego generally when we say that a person has ego it's a sense of superiority right yeah that the other person is more superior to you or my beliefs are more superior to yours or his way of painting is more superior to someone anything it is about superiority and inferiority whereas when you take ego <coughs> excuse me in the sense of uh, yoga or tantra ego is seen as a creator of duality separation boundary ego basically says i am the person on this side of the wall and you are the person on that side of the wall it does not say it does not talk about inferiority or superiority ego talks about division duality this is my t-shirt i am siddhartha i am an indian i am this i am that so that i identification is what is considered as ego now our system has been created in such a manner you are born and many stamps are put on your head they are tattooed on your head you are born the first stamp of ego put on you is you are a boy or a girl the second stamp put on you is your name your family name the third stamp put on you is your nationality then you grow up then there these days social media is crazy you know outrightly crazy it puts more stamps on you my vacation is this my idea of fun is this my idea is that then you grow a little bit more you become a little bit political inclinated also my political ideology is this my political there's so much my 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 i i i i i and it's been fed to everyone non stop non stop even on a subconscious level with the subtle advertisements with the subtle music every single thing is just inflating everyone's ego how are you going to find unity and harmony in this ego harvesting environment hey. I do, I do agree to some. Yeah, I do agree to. I do agree with a lot of what you said there, and that's why some people get very offended when you give an opinion of things because people often hold themselves in a certain thing, and the minute you say something that goes against their image of themselves, they get up. That's they hold on to that. But one thing I will say it is good to be peaceful and it's good to have a nice, fine mindset. But how do you balance that with self-respect for yourself? See, self-respect has nothing to do with ego. In fact, till the time your ego exists, self-respect cannot exist. How will your self-respect let you exist when you when you consider your opinion more valuable than the opinion of someone else? are you not at the same time giving the right to someone else to hold your opinion inferior also otherwise you are a hypocritical person right what well, no i'm saying it the point i'm getting at is you can be nice and you be open you be that but how do you deal with how do you not be walked over 
if you have that mindset, how do you not be walked oh, over? See, this me. has to be understood from a very cosmic level. Let's let's put it like that, okay? In pure essence, what are we? The soul. What is soul? An element of God. So indirectly, what are we? Gods. If I am God, if you are God, if a cat is God, if a dog is God, if an ant is God, where is someone higher or lower than you? Then the sense of inferiority and superiority goes away. And this is perfectly explained very beautifully in two words in our uh, culture. The first word is Aham Brahmasmi. I am Brahman. I am the great grand supreme consciousness through which the universe comes into creation and through which it operates and through which it will dissolve only to come into existence again. And this is an incomplete line. The full line is Aham Brahmasmi Evam Tvam Brahmasmi I am Brahman but you are also Brahman. When you start identifying everyone as a living incarnation of God, where is the point of respect and where is the point of superiority and inferiority? They become useless concepts. Okay. Um, have, you even, have you ever seen two droplets in the ocean fight with each other? No. Because they are one ocean. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it would be funny to see though. <laughs> no. Uh, but one thing with the meditation, self-help and all that, there is a lot of criticism because like people like Jay Shetty, he a lot of people follow him now. But one thing that I did find about him, he said that he was a monk in India for four years. But I'm, I don't believe it because I've seen there's a bit of research done into him and it's been found out that he's copycatted a lot of people's quotes. And, you know, there's, I know some people who do some of these things like self-help meditation and it's not helping them and they're not sort of the person they claim to be. And I, I feel like a lot of the times they try and predict that they're super nice or they're this person, that person. But when pressure comes in, then the other layer comes up, as you say, with onions, that comes out. And I don't, like, yeah, I feel that there's a lot of lot of lies told in this sort of industry. A lot of people trying to profit on people's sort of insecurities and not really providing value. And my yeah. question to you is how do you spot those and how do you make sure that you actually do make use of it? Because there's a lot of people that go to these people and they don't get anything out of it, but they get made to feel like they've got something out of it, maybe for a week or two, and then they're back to the same person they were. You know, to be really honest, uh, uh, there are many things in this one question of yours which I would like to address. There's so yeah. many things that we could have like a two, three hour podcast just over this, to be really honest. <laughs> because this is such a monumental challenge these days that who's authentic and who's not who's faking it who's just using your commercial value who's appropriating a culture who's not who genuinely wants to help you 
or serve you or guide you and who sees you as a uh, talking walking atm hmm. uh, who sees when a person i know people when uh, a person walks to them and they say big bucks walking towards me i know them uh, what can you do see at the end of the day you have to be a little bit careful you have to uh, trust a little bit of your instinct not be gullible you have to do a little bit of your own research you have to uh, find authentic teachers with uh, uh, good lineages who are not willing to compromise no matter what the situation is uh there is obviously a lot of uh, charlatans these days you know uh, sometimes people even dress up in some fancy clothes to play the part as well yeah uh, i've seen us uh, i i can give you i can give you you know i i can give you very controversial answers on this i mean like i'm i'm a very i'm a very outspoken person you know because i came from a very good family so i never had to really bother about the consequences of my spoken words this was one of my fortunes and i believe that this was also which helped me remain very true because i did not care about money i did not care about other people's opinion i did not care about what other people are going to say or think i just was focused on authentic absolute true knowledge so once you understand authentic true knowledge and the other person starts speaking to you i can bet you within five lines you understand that this person is a faker or what there are one thing i do notice with the common theme of a lot of these things is they say are you feeling like this and that well this is going to change your life trust me it's going to be great and you know one of the things they always say uh, i'll give back your money if you're not happy but that just doesn't sound right and yeah see okay the, the first half i agree to that if someone sincerely practices yoga or tantra and i'm talking sincerely okay i'm not saying only in theoretical because there are many of my students also to whom i recommend a good diet i recommend a daily mantra chanting i recommend a daily warm up i say all right you are busy people don't do the whole asana sequence do the warm up sequence at least keep your body fit you know okay uh, do a little bit of chanting you do a little bit of meditation and they promise oh guru ji yes we will do it and i know that they don't do it you know because when someone does it after one month you can see the difference in them you can see their body in a different manner you can see their words coming out in a different manner you can see their mentality in a different manner so the problem is that half of the people not even half i would say 80% of the people the guidance which is given to them they don't follow it if they actually followed the right guidance it would make an impact and that is one of the reasons why i said that if we made yoga or tantra mandatory for the next 10 years we could solve the whole crisis of the world one of the things i will say is that how oh, was it i was getting at yes um i think the, the the heart of a lot way a lot of people think and why there's a lot of charlatans making a lot of money from it is that 
at the heart of things, a lot of people want good things the easy way and without, with as little effort as possible. Shortcuts. That is, that is the truth. That is the truth. Shortcuts. We are yes. the McDonald's generation. No one wants to cut the vegetables and fry them and steam them and make a recipe out of it. Everyone wants a burger or home delivered to them. You're going to lose the quality, obviously. In, in some respects, that's good. So there's two forms of laziness. There's a good form of laziness where you try and make things quicker and more efficient. But then there's the bad form of laziness where you don't want to do anything at all and you want everything given to you. Laziness in my eyes is laziness. <laughs> <laughs> You can you can call a person whatever by whatever sweet sweet names a lazy person is a lazy person, uh, you know. See a person sitting on the top of a mountain and meditating into the sky for one year two years you can't call that person lazy, you know. It requires dedication to do that. But because if you tell that person to get up and harvest and make a harvest, that person will not refuse it. But if you tell a lazy person who is sitting in the same place to do something productive, he will make 10 more excuses towards that. Uh, all right, see, so to answer that, the complication is on the side of both the teacher as well as the student. The student not doing the full research and the teacher taking advantage of knowing that the student does not do the whole research. Mm. See, I, I majorly deal in two elements. I give a group lesson and I give teacher trainings. We call it teacher training, but I call it an educational program because I tell them that sometimes at the end of the course, you are not fit to be a teacher. I have said it to some students that you are not fit to be a teacher. You need to practice this for a very long time for yourself. And then maybe you will become a teacher. Right now, you are not fit to be a teacher. So the two elements, if the teacher was honest and said, I'm not willing to compromise and I will teach the best teachings, I'm not going to rob to the other person. I'm going to fulfill the purpose of the life because this is a purpose of a life. You didn't choose yoga. Yoga chose you. So then if yoga chose you or if Tantra chose you, you know, I said yoga and Tantra, there's a very thin line of separation between yoga and Tantra. Okay. Yeah. So don't, don't mind it. Me talking about yoga and Tantra in the same level, because in my eyes, there's a very thin level of separation between them. You take one step and you could be in Tantra and you take one step and you could be in yoga. That's the only difference. Okay. Uh, I do believe that what you say, there's a lot of truth to it. People need to do their research very consistently, go to the source, see the culture, see the history, immerse themselves in it, then come back to the native land and find someone which is 
the closest to the native practices because this can bring about a very mental evolution a spiritual evolution whereas even a civilizational evolution when you practice tantra you are not the only one who is practicing tantra don't be mistaken your mother your father your wife your husband your children your friends your boss everyone practices tantra with you because you are going to have an impact on yourself your ideology spoken words actions are going to change and this will enter their lives and a little part of that will enter someone else's life and a little part of that will some enter someone else's life so if you actually give in the purest sense you're actually bringing a civilizational evolution not just an evolution of a person and this is what people fail to understand they are so narrow minded and so short vision that they can't see the longer vision the journey the journey and even what is going to exist even after you are gone see this book was written thousands of years ago before i was born but my civilization my culture brought this book to me and i embraced it and i pass it to my descendants and they will pass it to their descendants so has it not caused the civilizational upliftment yeah it just sparks not ha huh? yeah it does sparks a change whatever you are going to do you are going to no matter what you are doing no one is small whatever you are doing you are going to have an impact on the world you are ordinary but your actions are special each person is ordinary and each person's actions are special if we learn to differentiate between the person and the person's actions our life will be very simple then there will be no animosity these people are so that my name needs to become famous i need to make money its concept of i cannot take you or your student or the society ahead because you are teaching what tantra which is the science of the soul it weaves the universe together with the soul does does to what extent does tantra sort of focus on the law of attraction visualization and affirmations oh lord many meditations do tantra is many path within tantra there are three main path shaivite shiv tantra shakti tantra ganesh tantra three main okay within this there are many sub parts within those sub parts there are many sub sub parts so just within tantra there are i am aware of at least 32 main lineages 32 main lineages 
and you could follow any one of them bhairav tantra shakti tantra tara tantra ganesh tantra so many there is the left hand path the madhyam path path as well there is a path which involves only meditation there is a path which involves only mantras there is a path which involves iconography making mandalas making yantras there is a path which involves doing very esoteric rituals there is also a path which is related to sexuality there is lots of diversion in it but you know like how in the western understanding yoga is limited to asanas right would you agree to this or not is limited to asanas asanas asana posture okay i don't know what that is asana so, like posture oh postures postures yeah yeah yes 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 from what i know but yeah well yes more or less let's let's uh, so if you actually read patanjali yoga sutra which is considered as the treatise of yoga today the main treatise of yoga today there's only four sutras out of 200 sutras which are which speaks about asanas similarly in all of vigyan there are tantra in the 112 meditations there's literally one meditation which talks about sex penetration there's only another one meditation which talks about orgasm and it does not involve a second person okay ah okay that's another one that's famous and popular huh that's that's the thing that people misconceive that 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 form where they think of no, tantra not even that not even that even that is taken in a very wrong they've actually missed tantra with kama sutra <laughs> yeah. so when we come into that aspect and we have an understanding that yes there is a lot of misinterpretation biased uh forwarding of a propaganda and an agenda yoga is not just asana asanas exist but in a limited form similarly tantra is not sexuality it exists but in a limited form so many things beyond it i mean i could open literally any page and give you one let's just let's just open a random page and a random book and i'll just read you the meditation one should meditate like this there is nothing inside me no mind no intellect not even the bones not even the organs nothing exists inside me by this simple meditation one will abandon all the thoughts originating within himself related to the i identification ego and by being in this state without any thoughts one will achieve union with god does it talk about sex 
No, not at all. Mm. So there's so many things related to this, you know. So when you say something about, you know, like someone's a Christian or they're Islamic, but they still have this big ego and they focus on all these sort of, because, you know, there's, we all know those people, you know, people giving pamphlets and they do all these different things. And, you know, they, they're doing, or even priests themselves, like they still yeah, have yeah. ego and all of that. But, and you're saying, you know, they proclaim to support God and doing all these different things because they're, they're not doing it. As you say, they won't, achieve knowing themselves or going to the greater good, as it were? See, I think uh, there is, a first of all, a very big difference between uh, a dogmatic aspect of a religion and a way of life. This is more a way of life. It can be molded. It can be shifted. It can be transferred. Whereas a dogma is a human created thing out of an ego where there is very little room of flexibility, right? This is why they will say that you are a Christian or you're not a Christian, right? Whereas you can bend many rules here and you'll still follow the path. And this is why it has been called as a way of life and not a religion. That's a very big difference. Now coming to the aspect that, yes, I do agree that there is a lot of offense being thrown at the people who practice yoga, even amongst Christians. Uh, and they are seen as bad Christians or bad Muslims or something like that. Uh, I tend to disagree with that. If you say that you believe in God, uh, God, this concept of God pertaining to religion is a very silly, childish notion. You mean to say, if I'm born in India and I'm Hindu and I pray to Jesus, Jesus is not going to fulfill my wishes because I'm a Hindu. No, of course not. Yeah. You know, you know, they need, they need, uh, they need a dialogue, an open dialogue with open set. I recently had a very open dialogue with a Greek Orthodox Christian priest. Very open dialogue. The guy was really very open-minded. Uh, and I told him that don't talk to me as a priest. Let's talk about that you are from a Greek culture, I am from an Indian culture. Let's talk about culture. Let's not say which culture is better, which culture is worse, which culture is ancient, which culture is not. Let's just discuss about cultural activities. You know, when our conversation ended after one hour, he realized there is very little difference between him and me. And to be really honest, the people who claim about the so-called miracles of Jesus. They, they talk about miracles of Jesus, right? Do you know yoga is the only principle in the whole universe which will give proof that yes, this miracle can be performed. It, it, so the irony, 
they look at the irony of it that they denounced yoga but all these walking on air alchemy curing someone etc etc all this can be found in yoga so actually to give credibility to the miracles of jesus one day they will have to come to yoga look at the irony of it <laughs> that is you know what you said there i do a bit of stand up comedy and what you said there would make a very good routine <laughs> they would i promise you one day they will have to tell the yogis that please go to the world and tell that jesus was a real man and i can prove that jesus was a real man christians cannot hmm. so who is a better christian the christian christian or this person you <laughs> <laughs> i love christ i you know any person who on his deathbed has the power to say i forgive those people and i wish the best to those people who are trying to kill me for me that is a great person i don't care where he comes from i don't care which country he originated in he is a great soul to me he was a yogi for sure this i can tell yeah he and what what other yeah what what other examples would you say through history sort of this this display the right sort of mindset in sort of religions and um like in terms of islam judaism and sort of other heroes that sort of reflect uh okay let me be very very outrightly honest to you i know absolutely nothing about judaism zero okay i probably know more conspiracy theories about mayans than judaism <laughs> uh i know very little of islam uh i know about it but i know very little about it and i know very little about christianity also i don't know too much about it. uh the reason for all of this was that if you see my bookshelf i have another 50 unread books about my own spiritual practices i don't have the time to read about other things ah yes of course uh i know about the life of jesus i know see i see christianity in a very different manner i see christians as two kinds of people one followers of christ amazing people beautiful people kind people charitable people loving people and i know followers of the church these are two different people for me one leads to unproven theories no science behind it a bit of animosity towards what is alien to you and not understandable by you 
and creates a division. Whereas a follower of Christ, a true follower of Christ, even if you badmouth Christ, he will still take you in his home, give you food, give you respect, listen to you, give you shelter. The principles of Christ are very different. It is about just being a purely good human being. Now, when dogmatic, misinterpreted religion enters the scenario, then comes the ego, the fanaticism, the divide. My religion is better than your religion. You should convert. If you follow yoga, you are not a real Christian. He's being a good human being. He's taking care of his body. He's taking care of his mind. It brings him peace. Let him do it. Will I... I will not become a lesser Hindu if I go to the church to pray to Jesus. I will not become a lesser Hindu if I go to a mosque and uh, pray to Allah or something. I will not become less in my qualities. Will I? If I am a good human being, I am a good human being. If I am a bloody criminal, I am a good criminal, regardless of how many donations I make to the temple or the church or the mosque. Yeah. That's, well, that's the thing, isn't it? There's a lot of... So what, what, what do you make of... Well, I th no, I've already said this, but yeah, it's very easy to pretend to be cool, like people giving to charity or like doing all these other things about you know, trying to put a mask that they're okay, but they're not. Listen, there was a very famous saying by, I don't know whether it was an Indian prime minister or an American uh, president. And they said, reality is the perception that you create. So if you create a perception in front of people that I'm a very pious man and I'm a very religious man, I wear religious clothes, I go to this and that. You can fake to the world, but how are you going to fake to yourself? That night when you go to sleep and all the horrors of your day come to you, who's going to save you from that nightless sleep? I always found it funny that let me go to a temple and donate and I will go to heaven or something. You have killed 200 people. How can you go to heaven? <laughs> heaven is not a charitable institution it's not an NGO it's not a corporate bank if it was then how can't you why can't you take your money to heaven why do you have to leave all your money behind you <laughs> yeah hmm I don't, I don't agree with fanaticism of any kind. Uh, I've been, my country unfortunately has been on the brunt of fanaticism for a very long time. Very, very long time. We had an Islamic invasion of 800 years. 
uh, almost 200 million native people killed 200 million the largest unspoken genocide of the world by the way yeah it makes the it makes the jewish genocide of hitler look like a walk in the park Ooh. oh imagine <laughs> that so 4 million jews were killed right <laughs> yeah the world Oof. still talks about it 70 years from now 70 years from when it happened right it caused the whole world war 200 million natives of india hindu buddhist sikh people were killed by the barbaric islamic invasion and no one talks about it hmm. have you even heard of this no not at all not till you talk but see, we, we are those kind of people who believe in spirituality, so we can laugh about it. You won't talk, you won't find a Jew laugh about it. You won't talk here. If something like this happens uh, in a different country, they will talk about Islamophobia, blah, 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 blah. We hmm. can laugh about it. That okay, no problem. It's all right. We still exist. We are still practicing. We are happy people. Let us do some yoga, some meditation, eat some good food and enjoy life. Yeah. <laughs> Fanaticism, it's the end of the world. And that goes back to the point that ego. You need to stop forcing your religious beliefs on other people. Let a person come to you. If he likes it so much, you don't have to go out on a loudspeaker and distribute pamphlets. Let a person be curious on his own. Why do you have to go and if someone were to forcefully take you into a supermarket and say you have to buy from this supermarket, this supermarket is the best supermarket, it's the only supermarket, it's the largest growing supermarket, we have the best products in the world, we have all kinds of diversity, blah 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 blah. You'd be like, dude. Get away from me, crazy person. Would you or not? I would just ignore them. But you would in your mind say, what a crazy person, right? Yeah, I think you're telling me a load of rubbish. Yeah. No, I believe that if a person likes a supermarket, let him out of his own curiosity enter the supermarket. Don't force your ideology on other people. This is not good. It is not fair. And that's, yes, and it only, that's, that's exactly, yes, effectively. And that's what's been going on in the West. And like in England, particularly in Britain and America, a lot of the times one side's been trying to force the, their view onto others, but then they've got the reverse result each time. Yeah, it cannot. Any can any kind of aggression, violence, manipulative methodology, it cannot lead to a positive result. How can it lead to a positive result? Hmm. You are putting drops of poison and color and chemicals in a water 
and hoping that you are going to have a good life you cannot you can hope for it but that's a delusional hope practical hope is just drink the water yeah it's it's one of those things but what 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 do you think um what do you think is going to happen with the world considering the virus like how what do you think when do you think things are going to get better and when when you think things are going to return to normal never never what, what do you mean when were things normal you tell me one day in the last 2000 years of the history of mankind when all of earth was in peace one day uh there's always you're basically you're saying there's always going to be problems within humanity no matter what there's always problems i gave you the answer to this how to solve this but it cannot be implemented even i know this there's too much religious fanaticism which will not allow people to practice yoga and tantra in its pure essence too much religious fanaticism this world cannot exist in peace your food is based on violence your ideology is based on violence your actions are based on violence even the way that you live is violence to nature and violence brings only violence we have created an environment of absolute violence and chaos so how can things be normal man <laughs> your food is based on slaughtering of animals industrial life not just slaughtering let's put it even slaughtering is still a little bit more human industrialized slaughtering of each day each day 1 billion animals die yeah so much violence each day one small forest in some part of the world is being cut so that you can have your beautiful furniture yeah each day some mining is taking place so that one person can have a luxurious trip to london or new york or mykonos and have the fancy rolex or rado or something. your whole ecosystem is based on violence how can you live in peace and normalcy This is the truth. I'm not. Okay, but when when do you feel that the virus will go away and like people can go and live their their lives? Yeah, I think there are two questions within this one question. One is that when is this virus going to go away? I do believe that. Uh, temporary vaccines will be available within the next 3 to 6 months for sure uh while doing that we have lots of methods of boosting our immunity which we should do uh, there's many methodology in 
uh, in yoga which can boost your immunity there's many uh, ayurvedic immunity boosting methods which can boost your immunity no. uh, this is your one side a permanent vaccine might take another one and a half two years to come i think with proper testing and everything but a temporary cure should be available to us within the next 3 to 6 months that at least people will be able to go out and carry on the work that has been pending now your second question was about life or something like that right well I, the point i want to get in is like before this all happened everyone was going about their lives not really worrying about anything and just yeah just when when can we get to what we were before the pandemic i hope never <laughs> that's I mean, what led us to this point didn't it see if yeah. you actually notice the last 1 1500 years of history once every 100 years there's a very big chaos on earth super big chaos that the whole world goes into the turmoil either it is a world war or it is a spanish flu or it is the black plague or it is something else once every 100 years we get a cleansing period once a century we get a good cleansing period of 2 3 years if you look at the history of the of the world uh i think we have to as a global community we have to really look into it recognize what is it that is wrong with us what are the challenges that need to be addressed what is our priority what is the difference between fulfillment of a desire and fulfillment of a need because fulfillment of need cannot be ignored fulfillment of desire can be ignored i have a maybach i have a mercedes i have a bmw i have a lamborghini does not really matter that's a desire i can travel from my work to and fro without harming the environment if something can be created for that that is important that is a need so we need to now address the immediate needs i mean we are in 2020 and people are dying out of hunger it is still unfathomable for me even in my own country people are dying of hunger they are in bloody 2020 there should not be a single human on earth who dies because of hunger and we are still letting millions of people die because of hunger every day forget we need to advance in science in technology but that science and technology needs to address the immediate needs of the global society we need to really reevaluate our priorities i am very conscious about where i buy my food from what do i do how do i travel etc 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 people need to be more aware they need to be more in touch and this is where tantra comes into the practice it brings you into awareness with your own self it makes you understand that other life is not less important than my life 
if i am in a good position it is my duty to protect the other's life and take care of the other's life this is the beauty of tantra the beauty of tantra is that if i see a bible lying on the road on a dust ridden pathway i will pick it up clean it and take it to the church and say someone lost it please take care of it. Mm. we need to be in touch with our consciousness with our soul capitalism it's not a bad tool the way it is being utilized it's a bad tool like a gun you can protect yourself from it you don't have to shoot an innocent person with it we have to stop shooting people with capitalism we have to start protecting people with capitalism with the help of capitalism implementation is very bad uh, what so what do you see in this new world in this in this new world see you know okay one of the things that we didn't speak about was what is the purpose of tantra the purpose of tantra is to unite yourself with god universal consciousness someone might call it energy someone might call it uh, supreme consciousness i might call it shiv bhagwan shiv shakti anyone we should never get stuck in words the purpose of tantra is to unite and what does this union give you this union gives you freedom from the cycle of birth death and rebirth it gives you freedom from the concept of time freedom from the concept of space freedom from the concept of causation and karma what does this freedom bring you end of suffering yeah so we need to be able to implement an end of suffering and an absolute freedom which is the birth right of every single human being absolute freedom is everyone's birth right no one should be deprived from it more and more people should be given it freely hmm. so in a new world i really hope that people become free from some kind of suffering people get in touch with their consciousness people become aware of their own reality and others reality as well and what um i was reading i was watching a a a program on netflix called the secret have you heard of that well it was it was about this man who um used to get bullied at work all the time used to get beaten used to get a lot of homophobia he used to do terrible comedy gigs he used to get heckled and then he went to see some sort of life coach and he spoke about it and because he kept on thinking about all these bad things they kept on happening to him so they reprogrammed his mind to say oh i'm going to have a good day today 
I'm going to be this. It's going to be a great time. I'm going to be this and that. And then he found out that a lot of people left him, left the job that he was in. Uh, people used to laugh when he was on stage. What's what's the big situation where you you see in someone where they you've helped them change their mindset, and they, as you said, they've helped create recreate the universe around them with the, that different mindset. See, we have a very classic example of this. Uh, I used to have a student. Okay, that student uh, when she met me, she was in extreme depression and on the verge of suicide okay uh, and she had done lots of things she had done yoga she had done uh, life coaching she had done lots of things no one was able to help her she had uh, she had been doing that for three four five months non-stop and uh, she got in touch with me we did a few yoga sessions together. I taught her yoga, tantra, everything. And I told her, just be patient with me. And just be patient with yourself. Three years later, she has done four educational programs with me and now she's a yoga teacher. She's a very happy person. She's a successful person. She's a very positive, light-hearted person, very hard-working person. And this is why I said that we need to give this science of the universe, of the self, of the body, of the mind, of the soul, to people in an undiluted manner, with the most authenticity, without any propaganda, without any agenda, without any self-interest and when we will do that you will find a result in it you will have a positive result in it it is a source of positivity how can it have a negative result people have negative results only when the guide the teacher did a manipulation in the education in the wisdom in the guidance Yeah. So we need to identify the authentic, real aspects. And each person is unique. <clears throat> if you have a certain problem, it cannot be addressed by going just to a group lesson. You will, you should be given some individual practices to do at home and you should practice them. You are carrying burden of billions of years. How can it be corrected in a few seconds? Few seconds meaning a couple of years of practice of yoga. If your soul existed from the beginning of the universe, it means the soul is 5 billion years. If your soul is 5 billion years, it means it has been carrying karma of 5 billion years. How can 10 years of practicing yoga remove all that karma? It's less than even a blink of an eye. You won't even catch it. If you're sitting right now and I tell you blink, you just blinked your eye, change your whole life. Can you do that? You blinked your eye again. <laughs> now you've done two blinks. You've done two blinks, change your whole life. 
And you do oh, that. Yeah, I've achieved it. <laughs> you can't. So people have to have the patience and the recognition of these realities as well. These truths are unspoken truths, not given to people. Why? Because you think that the student will get scared and not give me next month's salary. Stop worrying about money and power and fame and give people truth. Give, empower them with truth and they will recognize it. Truth is very glorious. It's mightier than any sword and any pen in the world. Truth outlasts every single thing. Yeah. Why? Why would you? Why? Why would you say that? It's the most biggest thing. Which one? I've said many things. So why? Why do you say that truth is is a bigger weapon than a pen or a sword? Truth is a very big weapon because truth is like water. You go into the world, some dust catches on your skin, hair becomes messy. But when you take a shower or a bath, everything becomes clean. So if you listen to the truth many times, body becomes clean, mind becomes clean and you start connecting with the soul. Truth yeah. is the connection to the soul. Truth is the connection to the universe. All the answers, they lie in truth. And one should not look at truth in a positive or a negative manner. Truth is truth. Do you see electricity in a good or a bad manner? Electricity is electricity. Fire is fire. Your individual perception of fire makes it a good fire or a bad fire. But in reality, fire is just fire. Truth is also like that. In reality, truth is just truth. It's not a good truth or not a bad truth. Someone might dislike it. Someone might like it. For example, truth. India is a population of 1.3 billion people. This is the truth. Someone might like it and accept it. Someone might dislike it and reject it. But it is the truth. Only when we see truth, all the great men ever produced in humanity were all seekers of the truth. Take any name. Siddhartha, the Buddha, truth seeker. Jesus, the Christ, truth seeker. Mahatma Gandhi, the truth seeker, Newton, the seeker of truth, Einstein, the seeker of truth, pick any name, big name in the, which comes. I'm not too sure about Thomas Edison because uh, Nikolai Tesla was the guy that was very inventive and uh, what's it called? Thomas Edison, he worked in a painting factory. Einstein. He, no, 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 no. Thomas Edison. Ah. No, I said I, and I don't really, 
I don't uh, consider him. I consider him as a uh, more like a thief than a yeah. yeah. Tesla was far uh, million times greater than uh, Edison. Again, seeker well, of truth. No, Tesla is a great man, but he was never recognized for it. But he was Thomas a seeker Edison of truth, right? Thomas Edison was recognized for something, even though he worked in a patent office, whilst. Tesla has not received any recognition for what he's done. Tesla has not received any recognition till now. With Elon but, Musk. But if you talk with anyone, almost anyone of current generation, who will they rate higher? Tesla or Edison? Well, I th a lot of people, more people know of Edison than Tesla. No, but someone who knows Tesla and Edison, someone who knows both of them, who will they rate higher? Well, it's the, yeah, it's a rhetorical question because Tesla was an inventor and he worked hard and he was passionate about it. Whilst Thomas Edison, even though I don't know that much about him, it does sound fishy that he worked in a patent office yes. and then credited most himself. Of it, yes. If you talk out, if you talk, let's talk about recognition, right? So if you are talking about recognition, someone who knows Tesla and someone who knows Edison will give more recognition to Tesla. So Tesla already has more recognition. You don't have to be worried. And in the longer sense, Tesla's work will come out even more. He will be recognized. Truth cannot be hidden, my friend. You can do whatever you want. Sooner or later, it might take 1,000 years for the truth to come out. But it will come yeah. out. Yes. Okay. Uh, one, one thing that I would like to talk about is, before we finish, I'm sure you got... Um, you, you, yeah, there's, been, there's a lot of things you pointed me towards that I didn't think of before. And I think... There's a lot of golden nuggets that I'll put in. Um, what 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 got you into being a master of Tantra? Or what got you into Tantra? And what life advice would you give to your younger self? I wouldn't give any advice to my younger self because my younger self would not listen to it. <laughs> I'm being very honest about it. I think that's the most honest thing I can ever say about my younger self. I would not give my, I would give lots of advice, but I'm not sure my younger self would listen to it. Uh, I'm not a master of anything, to be really honest. See, I practice, I started practicing yoga in a very different way because it is a part of our culture. It is a part of our life. It is a part of our thing. I was doing yoga for all my life we were practicing aspects of tantra all my life and at the age of 26 27 i decided to become a professional adult when the first time i stepped on the mat of yoga i understood that it had not only that i had been doing it my whole life but i had been doing it for many lifetimes i am no i uh, there were a few bunch of crazy 
stories involved around it i would not like to get into that there was one epiphany which happened which pushed me towards this i would not like to talk about that also but uh, it was inevitable for me to say that all roads were leading to this i it was being created in such a manner that i was destined to do that which is a story for another podcast so oh. <laughs> what advice i would like to give to young people before anything before anything educate yourselves education is very important it travel travel is very important have open minded discussions with people it is very important all this leads to wisdom once you will have wisdom you will make an impact in this world a big impact even by just living you are still making an impact in this world maybe not that big but you are making an impact in this world everyone is making an impact in this world practice yoga from the source as early as possible in today's age generally when we used to talk to people and people would ask us what is the recommended age to begin yoga or to begin tantra we would say you should begin it by 14 15 today i would say begin it at the age of 8 or 9 by the time you finish your primary school start practicing tantra start practicing yoga go to a nice guru go to an authentic guru go to a real guru thus learn about yourself before you learn about this world because once you learn about yourself learning about the world becomes a very simple process develop patience develop the habit of listening to people it's very important you are the future of this world whatever you are going to do the future generation is going to be will have to follow what you have created be wise in your decisions keep the environment we have only one environment the planet will live whether we live or not the planet will live we have to make sure that the planet is nice for the upcoming generations it is our duty that we live a better place than what we inherited we live a more peaceful environment than what we inherited it is our duty avoid any kind of violence whether in words whether in thoughts or whether in action it is never going to give you any benefit it is only going to take away from you it will eventually make you an empty hollow person full of nothingness be kind to people be loving to people don't judge people don't create a sense of duality and separateness 
based on sex, based on country, based on race, based on time. Avoid any kind of judgment and you will save yourself a lot of sleepless nights. I think yeah. for the time being, these are more than enough advices. Okay. No, that's that's a very good bit there. I think it's going to be, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I just want to say a big thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you very much for coming. No, no, my pleasure. Thank you very much for having me over and having a very uh, wide, open-minded discussion, giving me the opportunity to express myself and hear me out. And hopefully some people will get to know. Maybe we'll do this again with very different set of questions or something like that yeah definitely i think but i think yeah definitely i think when when i've changed as a person i've got new different viewpoints i think it'll be interesting to see what other questions i ask <laughs> sure but no thank you very much and yeah keep safe and well and yeah take care my, my friend pleasure, my pleasure. thank you very much have a great day ahead